Eleven bike. We are currently lying in episode 168, looking at the beautiful car park at Southampton Docks, waiting, <gasps> waiting to disembark. It's sunny, and we're on a sun lounger, having just had breakfast. It is eight thirty in the morning, and it was sunbathing already. Although you are in fact wearing a, a done-up blazer. My blazer is done up, which isn't quite embracing the weather that is. We are being of, of which we are with being afforded. To. Blessed. It's um, the topic. The topic today is should children read? Podcast at rumdoings dot com at rumdoings. So Facebook com slash rumdoings. Really, I've that, been told to say clear. by your good lady wife. Well, look, there's a, there's a tugboaty sort of boat from a um, children's <laughs> book. I believe it's Timmy the tugboat. Uh, that, that, a chimney and everything. That, that tugboat escaped from a ladybird book. It has or perhaps a gold. Oh, wait, bang the table that the laptop's on. Yeah, you don't have any professionals. We can hear all the sounds of the dogs. So, John, you spent most of the time being very ill because you I had spent that one sh- day, which didn't happen. I have a day missing from my holiday, yeah. to the point where I referred to the day before as yesterday, the next day. People, specifically British people, do love queuing, don't they? Oh my word! You came here thinking that was a nasty little old-fashioned stereotype that really <laughs> yeah, I'd never no fruit. It before living in Britain, and then, but it, 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 it I think they get some sort of sexual satisfaction. Well, I've talked. I, I don't think I have talked before about the queue in. Um, there's a Zaza Bazaar is a large restaurant in Bristol. What is so big that you have a map. Right. Um, you have a, your place mat is a mat because it's such a big restaurant, and you just go around. It's a buffet. It's a buffet, yes. And you go around all the different cuisines of the world. And there's a pudding station. The pudding station is four sides, a square, sta- floating island, um, maybe ten foot per side. And both times I have been to this restaurant, a queue has formed around this pudding station. How does that work? That connects from front to back a <laughs> four-sided infinite queue of idiots. Standing, no one getting anything, no one going anywhere. And the only way to get any pudding in Zaza Bazaar is to push in between them, look at their indignant horror, and take the food stuff next to where you are and walk away with their disgust chasing well, after you. Now, this is what they don't seem to notice, is that you'll have four or five terrines full of things. So you've got baked beans in one, mushrooms in the other, tomato in the other. Floppy bacon. So say, so say, so you've got those four terrines in parallel, mm-hmm. and m- let's say Mr. Grumpy wants mushrooms and floppy bacon, yep. and let's say I want the baked beans. Yes. Um, Mr. Grumpy, I will have to, according to Mr. Grumpy's ideology, cue <laughs> yes. behind, behind him, even though I can easily access the terrine to which he wants no access because he doesn't want anything from it, merely to access that area. I need to serialise the process unnecessarily. And he's standing behind the person who wants the mushrooms in front of him, who actually is standing behind waiting for the next thing. And they're all just waiting for nothing. Yes. They're waiting for god-awful breakfast. And then if you actually do the rational thing, which is go and take the thing that you want that doesn't impair their taking the thing they want at all, they get very upset. They get furious and start looking at you with their red necks. Yep. The little eyes in their red necks. Um, The other night I was walking along a corridor... Uh-huh. Um, and you know how the, the slaves have got their little trolleys? Yes. And a, a lady was kind of, she was looking at her behind the trolley, she was looking at her watch, and then she was reading the pitter patter. Uh-huh. And I just walked past, you know, she was standing behind the trolley reading, looked like yep. she was preoccupied. And then she said, 
you're welcome, and then walk past. I she had, <laughs> she had been passively aggressively allowing me to walk through, and I hadn't then immediately prostrated myself and given her oral sex and thanks. <laughs> you people are so passive aggressive with your um, graciousness. <laughs> it has. Oh, English people are the worst people on earth. There's just there's no question about that now. I prefer. You go, prefer Russians. You prefer I, Mr. Putin's Russia. I prefer to go on a cruise with Putin's army. China. And... Iranians and Saudis. And Saudi Arabians stoning women to death throughout the entire week. They didn't like that at the quiz. <laughs> that was the best moment. Yes. The question was, what does Saudi Arabia stop for five times a day during work hours? Yes. And Nick responded, to stone a woman to death. Yes. And there was looks of tutting indeed, because they actually believed that, but they would only say that within the, the confines of their UKIP lodge. That's right. Do you think UKIP has lodges? I think so. So you've been eating a lot of rat poison um, mm, in the last week. Mm. Does that, has that made you feel really happy? No, but it's been tasty. But has it made you feel really happy? No. Has it but it's been tasty. Void your mood? No. I love, I love Laura's desperation to grab all the things. <laughs> and where's the Frosties and, and the French toast? Thing. Even though she said the other day she didn't like French toast, she had a day just to spite you. <laughs> I had some pancakes with my... Uh, I had This morning I had corned beef hash, yep. sausages, yep. crunchy bacon, yes. uh, baked beans, yes. and two pancakes with maple syrup. The pancakes were made out of this weird ground compressed grass. That's they were. And a man looked at me, an awful red-headed thug man yes. looked at me saw from he was about two foot tall so stared up at me <laughs> looked at my plate and yes. just gave me this grimace uh-huh. <laughs> so I wasn't very polite in response he just looked at my plate and looked at me like I was a monster well, because I combined put, I'd had this crazy idea wait for this mm-hmm. especially the American listener yeah. I'd had pancakes with bacon and then you put syrup what? John what would have happened if the syrup would have contaminated the edge of your pig meat well, it, bear in mind, I doused it in it. <laughs> oh, well, no wonder. He was, mm. he, he's already called the port authorities and you'll be arrested <laughs> at the gangway for, for like, deviance. Like Louise Not-A-Mensch says. What did she say? She said, she said that you're oh, allowed, yes. you're allowed to, to not... Like, oh, she told you this, didn't she? she? No, she didn't tell me. She told Twitter this and then someone linked me in. She said you're allowed to like no, no sports. sports at all. In the world. And you're allowed to like foreign sports. <laughs> Yes, but you're you're not allowed to to hate football and like America's pastime. You're only allowed to like foreign sports if you give equal opportunities to liking good old fashioned British. But she sports. was enormously specific about it. It was only baseball. You, if you like baseball, you're not. You have to like football. It's actually against her rules. Well, she is she is a, a patriot. What with a her having abandoned the New country here, yeah. um, so. Tell me the, the story about the teas, the seven... Was it seven? <laughs> so, stood in line... Well, explain the, what there is. There's a... Uh, so there's a little coffee shop on board. Yeah. Um, Intercontinental Coffee. Yeah. And um, every now... Most of the time, it's quite nice there. You just go mm. and get a coffee with your coffee card. Yeah. And it's rather pleasant. Um, this time, there was quite a long queue um, of full of awful thugs. Yeah. And the first thug faffed around forever and ever and ever. Finally, he just stood there for so long, as waving my arms around in desperation. But what Laura was he doing? Laura was watching me from two decks above in the atrium bit. <laughs> Ready to die. She couldn't down. see my face, but she could see my flapping arms. And she was chuckling away, apparently. Um, then the, okay, so what now, was he doing taking so oh, I long? Can't, I can't, honestly, I've forgotten because of what happened next. So the next guy goes up and he says, 
to the man behind the counter. Who, and the man behind the counter, English is not his first language, no, he's so he's very he's, confused by... And I, what I heard was... Yeah. And the guy said, I'm sorry, so what? And he said, two duos. I put and up held his, up two fingers put and up shouted his two fingers. duos. Oops, oh no! I've broken the universe. Yeah, duos. <laughs> sorry about that. Carry on, duos. Um, I'm putting my phone on the floor to stop such mishaps happening again. Good. Um, yeah, duos, he says to the Filipino. <laughs> yes. Um, and I, I couldn't, I, at that point I was pretty cross. And then the guy said, two what, sir? And he said, Tea! This is in a like shop. It was obvious. The, the, a the, shop. This is in a coffee shop that sells coffee, tea, coffee. speciality coffees, and has a full bar. Yes. And cold drinks, everything. Tea! And the guy And says, ice creams what and. What kind of yeah. tea? <laughs> and the guy goes, What do you mean? Just tea! And the guy says, So we have seven kinds of tea. <laughs> and he said, I just wanted. And then he, the guy went off to make the teas. He turned to the man behind him in the queue, a complete stranger to him. Looked him in it, and I swear... What was his expression? Exactly what he said was... <laughs> Seven types of tea. <laughs> uh, and what did his yeah, new... I did genuinely what, offended him. What, 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 and, what, and, what, and what did his new UKIP compatriot so say? He, he, of course, didn't move out of the way at all. And make, what do you mean? Uh, because there's a, there's a oh, line yes. for... All, there's an ordering line. And, and then you move to your left where you wait to collect your drinks. But yeah. no one does it because yeah. they can't think to themselves... Maybe the people behind me need also want to order. Now. Maybe they also want to order something. Um, so do you just wait there so in the order line? There. So then the next guy, finally, he goes up and he asks for his tea. I think he just asked for a tea. But how did he if, if the order line was being blocked? Oh, because we, we had to wait for the first guy to finally go. All right. So he goes up behind and asks for his tea. And um, at which point I then have to order over his shoulder because he won't move. Yes. Um, and then I shove past him to get to the waiting area where he was meant to be in the first place so I can wait for my coffee mm. and I'm waiting there and I, 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 I've forgotten a great detail of this story I know there's a bit missing from my memory which is really sad but he did one thing that was exceptionally stupid and I remember just staring in bewilderment at him mm. whatever it was he did I wish I could remember but then he took the plastic cup for his coffee cup well not the cup the plastic lid the lid sorry the plastic lid I've gone mad and, yeah. and was for his coffee cup and he put it on the milk jug over and over again. So the shelf, cramming yeah. it on. Not, not even. So this never is the, looking. This is the metal or the ceramic. This is a, a ceramic milk jug. That's just, no, that's just on the counter. No similarity with the mug. No. Not even a similar size. The cup, the lid didn't fit. But it. the milk jug's got a little spouty bit. It's got like, yes, yeah. and the lid overlapped it by about fifty percent. <laughs> and he did it. He didn't look. That was the thing. He was too, such. Bloody asshole! <laughs> was he, he didn't look at any point, and he just jammed and jammed this plastic lid onto a milk jug. Is this Mr. Seventies or the guy behind me? This is the, this is this is his coffee. Seven kinds of coffee. Tea. Yeah, I, I improved it. Is this um, Mr. Confidant? This is the confidant. Yeah, and and I just looked at him. What are you doing? <laughs> Did you actually say that to him? Yes, I don't know if he heard. And so, you know, the guy was so tuned out of reality. Oh, and this is... Ev- but it's not... This is my thing about driving. I've said before, if, if, if you were driving a car... If you went to a club, mm. on Tuesday evenings you went to this club. Trish Aeroplane. Good gracious, that's noisy. Yeah. So on Tuesday evenings you went to a, a, a club. And 90% of the people at that club were absolute arseholes. They were proper pricks all yeah. the time. 
and just really nasty on players barging into you, shoving you around, being really awful. <laughs> Sounds like most clubs I've seen. You wouldn't go back to that club <laughs> the next week. <laughs> you, right? you, you would make sure you went back to that club next week because at least it was only 90%, unlike most clubs, where it's 99%. And that's, dri- that's driving. 90% of the people on the roads are complete arseholes, which is why, if you, that was you. my argument. No, I'm, re- I, I'm a extraordinarily generous driver. But so does everybody think that. Yeah, but I, but I can... Whereas I, I've got proof that I am. Because I am the only one who ever stops for pedestrians when I don't necessarily have to. I um, do too. And I slow down. And the people behind me start flashing and hooting me because I've been generous and allowed a pedestrian to cross. And well, I was great because once I allowed a thug to cross the road. Yes. And I, I slowed down, allowed him to. And the BMW behind me started hooting. And the guy ran to the other You referee, you was waiting for me to cross the road. What the hell's wrong with you, you bloody... <laughs> <laughs> Etc. So I quite like that. So no, I'm a, I'm a very considerate driver. But so okay, so that's my argument against driving. Um, this boat is that club. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem. I'm afraid your club is called the Great United Britain. Kingdom of Great Britain <laughs> and Northern Ireland. <laughs> it's a funny club you belong to, John. <laughs> uh, oh, it's awful. Oh well. Last year we were on an American cruise. Everyone well, it wasn't lovely. in America, but but because it left from uh, Origin, went to cold places. Uh, more Americans seem to want to have visited um, Norway and Iceland than wanted to visit um, the, the Canaries and so on. I think, yeah, I think the fact that we went to Tenerife and Lanzarote and all that sort of place does mean we attracted a certain, a certain BBC sort. Three crowd. No, I think you're being no generous. I don't think it's BBC Three. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, the BBC Three would film them. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yes, what right. I mean. Yes. And we've seen enough to have at least filled up a six-parter. <laughs> I was surprised to hear that... Oh, the biggest shock of the week was Laura hasn't um, watched Alien. Alien, or hasn't seen Alien. Which was came as a surprise even to you, I think. No, I knew that she hadn't seen Alien. Really? It's a horror movie. She doesn't watch horror movies. And then, of course, we had another surprise. You haven't watched The Thick of It, not any episode. No, I haven't. I'm under your new cheese little program. And then, of course, you haven't watched The Deep either, so you've got a lot of work to catch I up. I do, don't I? How's your sabbatical? It's great. Is it? Yes. Oh, has, 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 has this laptop crashed? No, it's still going. Oh, God. It looked like it wasn't. Oh, my In the gorgeous 8.30 sunshine. Yes. I'm so quite enjoying the shadow of the flag. So the listener, describe the shadow of the flag here for the listener. The shadow of the flag. Well, I can see the reflection of the flag and the shadow of the flag in the same pane of glass. So it's... Um, it just seems... It's almost like an optical illusion. I quite like it. It's on a translucent barrier. It is. You're going to Crete. I am going to Crete. You're not coming. Your whole, your whole life is a bunch of holidays and cruises. My mummy and, and, and daddy are paying for me to go on holiday. That hasn't happened since I was a teenager. Oh, That's exciting. John, you, you, you live a life of toil and suffering. I do, don't I? Well, look, what you've got to understand is that when I'm not on yeah, no, special, I have you, one you of the most it. difficult jobs in the world. Hardest, no, you've got to say hardest job in the world. What was it that, uh, that Herring said? Hardest job in the world. Now, uh, compared to all the jobs in the world, without being funny, where do you think your job lies on the line? What do you think the hardest job in the world is? That crab thing? I don't, I don't know if it's the hardest job in the world. It's the most dangerous, they, they mm. say. I, I just think, uh, for me, the hardest job in the world would be manual labour. I'd be absolutely... Uh, yeah, the job in the world that was, that, that was tedious would yes, be the hardest yes, job in the world. Something so. like just putting, constantly putting one widget in one place. Crab fishing, where you'd be working 18 hour, 24 hour days. You wouldn't days, have time exhausted, to. Exhausted, miserable, terrified. That you certainly wouldn't be bored. No. Whereas doing, yeah, doing 
just inserting the same widget into the same machine yeah. every day, but also to make it worse, knowing that there are rumors that you could lose that job at any time. Oh, God. automate it out. So you don't even have that feeling of, okay, well, I've got security, and when I leave at five, I'm fine. So the. Uh, so that's the, the hardest job in the world. What's job? the easiest job in the world, though? The easiest job in the world, remember, I think they actually advertised it. There was a oh, news story yes, that, that the, 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 the person who. The warden of an island. Go, go and live on a beautiful island and just have fun. Yeah. That sounds, that, that that was sounds the like bliss. That was the easiest job in the world. So where I does really your, have become... That was 10. Mine's, oh, that's 10. Well, mine's probably a 9.6, isn't it? Don't, don't, don't be false humble. What do you actually think it is? Oh, okay. No, no, yeah, sorry. Uh, the the, the uh, fantasy of my job is a 9.6. Playing yeah, video course. games and writing about them. The reality of co-running a business and having employees and worrying about advertising and trying to sort out problems and getting threats from legal law- from angry lawyers. And brings it down to 9.4 at least. Yeah, and the daily grind of running a business is running a business no matter what the business is. And that's stressful and, and tiring. Just worrying about, how, you know, I've got to keep this business going and keep these people having but paid. But I thought real louche people will uh, get, they'll get, they'll bring in an MD yes. to run the business for them or they'll that's bring a in idea. a CEO. Why don't you do that? That's a good I'd like idea, to do that. yes. You should do that too. It'd be great not to just not worry about anything and just oh, just get all the money. This is the best thing. I'm basically ready for retirement. That's what I've learned from this sabbatical. <laughs> my parents are in their mid sixties now. Well, actually, that's not fair. My mum's a bit younger than that, but she's in her just turned sixty, and they're um, my dad's retiring next year. My mum's retiring this year, and I've just been saying to them, "Oh, don't worry. All the people who tell you to worry about retirement and how are you going to be bored? It's brilliant." I think only very rubbish people would be bored with their retirement. I'd have so much to do. I would. Unless I would have, you were financially st- yeah. struggling, if I you weren't, that would be, that if would you be scary. Then, then, then nothing ha- to do and no money not to if do. If you it weren't, with. then how dare you make a fuss yes, about that? Yes, of course. I'd have so. There's so many oh. um, popsicle pieces I would teach myself for a start. I'd learn more languages. I'd do all sorts of things, and I'd read lots of this. I don't see what exactly people are scared. of. I know what they're scared of. They're scared of realizing their own banality. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I imagine you're probably right. Oh my goodness! I am actually just an empty husk with no with nothing beyond the job I was doing so if that's if you're scared that's you because I don't think we've got many listeners in their mid 60s bless you if you are yes but if that's you and you're worried about that start discovering who you are start figuring out the stuff that makes you more than just your job right now because there is so much about you and it's really worth figuring it out I would have thought so and there is always something that can take up a huge amount of time and give you a lot of satisfaction whether it's um Learning how to play a partita or, or doing very good uh, serial killings. Um, it, <laughs> if you just focus on it and you focus on it with a passion and an intent, I think you'll find that uh, you don't miss your job at all. Oh, just unless of course you were a, an assass- a hired assassin. In which oh, that's serial, really tough. That's tough. That serial right. killing will will be dull. And Do comparison. assassins ever really retire? Aren't they always called in for just one last job just, all the time? I said I was giving this up. Ah, but one last one job. One last job. I'll give you a million pounds if you use the one. He's a, he's a bad news. Just, oh, okay, one last. He doesn't know you shouldn't take on that last job because you know it's not going to end well. No, no, it's going to be fine, but you will get that little girl killed. Yes. That's, that's just going to happen. And the the, the, the the look in our eyes will haunt you for the rest of your short life. Nick, we're retiring from this cruise today. 
We're, we're going back to the real world. Going to go Sallied. back to that situation of showing our plastic cruise card in shops and restaurants. Yes. Demanding that they give us abundant and infinite food in response. Or, or actually, I wonder whether this could be a defence in the court of law. We just walk into a restaurant or a cafe <laughs> shop, take some food. You take some food and you just leave. You don't pay. But <laughs> like, well, I, I was institutionalised. I, I, oh, tell the story about the tips. Oh, yeah. You, yes. Um, one of the... Um, one of the bar staff, yeah, whom we got, a, uh, he's actually Ukrainian. We don't know whether he's a good Ukrainian or a bad Ukrainian. A goodie or a baddie. Yeah, a goodie or a baddie. He, he seems like a goodie to me. He seemed like a goodie. And he's, Do you know, he looked like a Welsh rugby player. He did. And he made a very, um, and, and he was a friendly chap, and he just talked a lot, and he was quite frank. And he made a, a very mean vodka martini with um, uh, olives with very strong jalapeno peppers in them, which caused Victoria some distress. And he, we were asking him about the difference. Because this ship will then transition across the Atlantic and yes. then go to so the Caribbean in around November. We should November. explain for our British listener and our American listener the differ- a difference they may not know about each other. So in America, um, in wait staff aren't paid properly because they get tips. Yes, which um, can be deducted from yes. the minimum wage. Uh, whereas in the UK, That's you illegal. have to pay the full wage. Tips are a genuine bonus on top yeah. of that. So yes. in Britain, if you go out for dinner, it's actually quite normal. I, I, I don't, I, don't, I personally choose to tip, but it's quite normal for people not to tip at all. I was talking to some British wait staff about this recently, and they were saying most British, British people don't tip at all. Or, but in the UK, or, in, but especially you, get, you do not tip per drink. Oh gosh, no, like in America, yeah, that always concept. Tip. Well, the first of all, there's no one who'd ever bring a drink to your table. Yes. In Britain, you go that up to the exist. bar to get your drink every. And seriously, not, not, not this isn't facetious. Yeah. Yeah, genuinely, you, do, you go to the bar to get your drink in Britain. Yeah. Um, the yeah, so you kind of if you've had exceptional service, people tend to tip for that. Yes, but I like to tip anyway because but it's only ten percent in the UK as well. So in America, the other for British listener, it's quite the reverse: fifteen to twenty percent is the average tip, and you need to pay it because otherwise that person's not going to be able to feed their kids at the end of the day. Yes. Um, and when they when you sit down in the bar and the person comes up to collect your drinks order, you tip them each time, or you give them a big tip right at the beginning of the night. Yeah, s- and if you do that, they'll keep coming back and give you good service. Yes, exactly. Um, and so on. So that's the two differences. So, but this boat sometimes has a majority British uh, yes. passengers, and sometimes packs. Yeah. Max packs yeah. is British, or Max packs is is American. That's right. So I was asking, Sergei, especially when it goes to the Caribbean and yeah. so forth. So I was asking Sergey last night well, whether there's a significant difference in the tips that he gets. Oh yes, and he said, "What did he say? When, when they're in America, when they're doing an American cruise, they'll get he gets an average of thirty to forty dollars a day. Well, the, per, per his evening, yeah, the, his, his evening, evening he shift, says, yeah. he gets thirty to forty, and that's just for the drinks where they will add. Remember, they where they'll just add like a dollar yeah. to the drink. So, like thirty passengers will order something and they'll add a dollar to it. And then, and then, the, so last night was the eleventh night of this cruise, and he yeah. said, and I decided to give him. Uh, I gave him a five dollar tip." Yeah. This is a final goodbye thing. And it's on important my, to say, on, on, a free, on a technically a free drink, so you've, you've bought a package yeah, that allows so it's, it's you as much drinks. alcohol as uh, you want. Yeah, exactly. So, but, but then you, uh, uh, on the chit it says zero dollars, and there's a place where you can write gratuity, so I wrote five dollars. Yeah. And then I said, so what's the difference between when there's British clientele on board? He says, well, for this whole 11-day trip, um, I've got $6. That was your five dollars, plus somebody gave me a dollar. It was probably an American who came up to the bar. In, in 11 nights, he made got two tips of a total of six dollars yeah and, and i massively skewed that so and the problem is they're probably reliant on tips here as well well yeah because it's a um, it's an american company yeah it's interesting how that works um it's, it's very complicated what law you are following at what particular realm when you're at sea and it, it, i mean the, this ship is nominally registered in hamilton uh, bermuda yes but the company is owned in America, 
with a completely multinational staff in international waters very often. So, yes. you know, who knows what goes on? It's just, I lo- do, I just do lucky like- there was a cream tea <laughs> available every day. I do like that they have uh, the, their nationalities on their badges, everyone who works here. So yes. you just see the extraordinary variety. I've, a lot of people from the Philippines, a lot of people from Serbia. Yes. I've also I've seen Canada. And South Africa, Canada, South Africa, Australia, New Zealand, um, well, pretty much everywhere, really. Yes, and, and England as well. And apparently, if you go, it's a bit of a cliche, but if you go down to the laundry, pretty much all Chinese, they, <laughs> really? they won't allow, the Chinese people, they won't allow anybody else to go there. It's interesting. <laughs> different parts of the show, and apparently the... Um, that the people who are running the engine room are primarily one nationality as well. It's just oh, really? That, yeah. Well, I suppose what it is is they tell their friends about it and then their friends tell their friends about it and their family he even says, I've got a good cousin who's very reliable. And so right. there are these natural poolings of people around different areas. Um, so we should say... thank God we've got a British captain. Few Captain Nick Nash. Unlike last year where the captain was... Uh, if you're lucky enough to not kill you in your sleep, good night. Yes. Whereas, yeah, come in, Nick Nash, you had really good jokes. Did you hear when he yeah. was saying, he said, no, we're going to go into some choppy waters uh, the next game, so if you're, um, make sure you don't put if, anything, if, no, if, if you put your false teeth and don't put them in, put, don't put the false teeth in a glass above your head that might fall down in the night, have a shark attack. Yeah, you'll think, you, you'll think you're waking up to a shark attack. Yes, very good, very good. He was, he had the good captains, nothing, nothing. I think if, if, if we were sinking into a big iceberg, into a pool yeah. full of radioactive sharks, he would, I'd be reassured by him. That That's true. He would probably end up Okay. I also liked, he was almost airline pilot, that kind of, hi, Yes. I'm currently receiving fellatio. I also enjoyed the fact that he had contempt for the Met Office. Yes, that was good too. Yeah. So, a little bit of everything then. Yeah, really hedging their bets there, the Met <laughs> Office, aren't they? Which they were. It's good to hear that their proper um, shipping forecasts are as bad as their normal <laughs> yeah. It was one to two to five to seven, seven to light, to light, light to choppy to moderate to heavy, <laughs> gales and lovely day. Good, moderate, bad. Yes. And then, of course, as we're setting off, well, was it off south? And um, what was it? What was something like? Oh, see if we can find Head off south, see if we can find the Canaries. Head off south, see if we can find the Canaries. (laughs) Well, here's the thing I'm going to sue the cruise line for, though. Okay, go on. I knew I wasn't mad, and everyone laughed at me. It (laughs) It says on the thing, Canaries and Mediterranean cruise. We didn't even go in the Mediterranean at any point. I'm trying to think technically. They sold it as a Mediterranean cruise. Te- and I said, we're going to the Mediterranean. People went, you're going to the Canaries. I said, I'm in the Mediterranean, you idiot. Ah, well, uh, maybe that's only if you do the back to back. No, they, it said Mediterranean on, the, on our ports. On because our they're going thing, to. Because they are going to Corfu and Venice and it's so irrelevant. on. Is it? It's irrelevant. It, it's the irrelevant elephant. Well, sue them. Sue I'm them. going to sue them. How dare they write Caribbean? They've got, a terrible, they've got a terrible website. Oh, my goodness. Prince, yes, the, the staff on board this boat have been amazing. They have the, been. Uh, the institution behind it is a disaster. <laughs> yeah. just, like, if you go to Princess Cruise's website and try and find a piece of information about anything. You might find some weird little 1998 photograph with a, <laughs> with a caption underneath it. and or You just, try and click on it and there's nothing more. You log, you log into your own account and then you try and... There's no links to anything yeah. to, for about the trip you're going. You cannot get details about the trip you're going on from your account page about the trip you're going. And also, on. unlike celebrity, it's very self-defeating. They don't allow you to pre-buy um, 
you know, flowers or drinks packages or anything on the actual yep. thing. It's just kind of, well, you do when you're for your travel agent. And then when you do that, they're utterly bemused on board. You go to the help desk and say, like, I lost my coffee card at yeah. one point, and I went to, to ask about this. And they said, they could, it took so long for them to figure out what had gone on. Go look at the, the, we got yeah, they had to go board. and look at the telex, which was printed out. <laughs> it's, it's really, really odd. And then just details like the shuttle bottles. Oh, just yes. not advertising that they existed. And then one day there was one they didn't mention, and it was free. And the next day there was one they did mention, but it cost 10 euros. Yeah. 10 euros to go on five-minute journey. So town. instead, when you were coming we back, walked. that was in Madeira, and instead you, I ran, because I'm a real man, and yep. then you walked with Judy and Victoria and the other lady yep. whose name I forget. I don't know. And she's the, she's the one who's very big now. She's got that big, fat thing, grow, the thing growing inside oh, her. Oh, she's got that parasite. She's got the growth. Um, and then we, but on the way back, you decided not to take the ten the euro tuck-tuck. each shuttle bottle. You've never been on a tuk tuk. No, I've never been on one. It was really fun. Did you? Our zip, driver was fun. Zip in between the traffic. We did. We zip, 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 zip. And, and didn't he drive you straight into your cabin? Straight into our cabin and dropped us off in our bed. Boing boing boing. With brills. Yeah, so generally, you, you were okay except one day. I, I had one day of just proper, I don't know whether it was, I, I think it was a perfect storm of uh, of tummy ache and seasickness and yeah. um, a cold. Rubbish, and also rubbishness. And also rubbishness. You'd promised that seasickness was a made-up illness there, of which you got very angry, am, and now the gods are punishing you. I am you. everything that I hate. Yes. I like the way they marked on our bill, because the night before, we haven't talked about the chef'table, have we? Oh, no. They called it the, chef, the chef'table yes. on the thing, which is good. We had the most opulent meal of all time. It was like thingies, uh, Banya's feet. What was that called? Well, you know the it was movie a where nine, she wins, a wins a lottery. Yeah, course meal. And you got so you went inside. We started the kitchen. off in the galley. Yes, you did. Eating at this, eating still up around a table covered in elaborate fruit and vegetable art. Yes. As we ate all manner of disgusting seafood. And then you went. And then we you ate went, snails. Oh, and then you also you got you got a. Um, you got a. The, 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 this is the ridiculousness of at the end. You got these big sugar swans. Oh, yes. On each plate. You know, very intricately. Two swans each. A very intricately made sugar swans. Took a man a day to make things. them. I said, oh, there was a man whose sole job just, just for this meal was to make all of those. But the tragic thing is we missed the baked Alaska and therefore I I've committed a crime at sea. I didn't. I didn't. Mm-mm. It was delicious. It was. Three coloured. It was, it was Neapolitan. Neapolitan. I couldn't remember if that was the right thing. Neapolitan ice cream, and it had uh, sponge on it, and then it had the meringue, and it was the best. Well, did uh, but was mm. the meringue? Was the meringue? The meringue was unbelievably perfect. And oh, good. Oh, it was so good. Meringues are sometimes gotten very wrong. Have you noticed that? Well, there's two types of meringue, yeah. aren't there? There's the soft meringue and then there's the crunchy meringue. And this is soft meringue. But there's also the crunchy meringue that's got the chewy one in the middle. Oh. That red funnel, that's going to the Isle of Wight. Have you ever been to the Isle of Wight? The Isle of Wigget. I've walked all the way around it. Is it a disappointing Isle? It's awful. Is <laughs> it? Isle of Wight is absolutely awful. Because I've never been there. It's a horrible, horrible, horrible place. Is it one of those places where they take something that could be nice and then they no, just turn into a horrible... it's just a nasty little bit of rock that Britain got rid of on purpose. How would UKIP do there? <laughs> I think they would win 100% of the votes. So it's not worth even visiting just no, for like a little joke? Ho- honestly, the Alibi is absolutely dreadful. So you wouldn't hop on that uh, red funnel? Go to Mudderford Beach in the New Forest and look at the needles from there. Right. So but how, how did you walk around it then, if you don't like it? I was a teenager. As a teenager, I went on a hike with some friends. We walked around the, the perimeter of the Isle of Wight, which has mostly fallen in the sea. Yeah, right. We went to a lovely little um, uh, island with a beach. Oh, I went to John Island. John Island, which is just off Vigo, this this cruise, and we went swimming. Oh, we in, swimming. The, in the cold Atlantic, and all the ladies screamed when they ran in. And so did we. 
yes. In fact, I roared like Tarzan almost involuntarily at one point. Yes, and the and all the ladies, the pretty ladies in the bikinis, are also on the beach. Who, the Americans with their uh, seasickness patches behind their ears. They made fun of you uh, for having. Um, one of them said. So when they when they came up and asked uh, if we would take a photo of their their running into the sea. Yes. And I said, oh, it's lovely. It's lovely and warm. And she said, yeah, I heard you're screaming. Yes. I said, it was manly expressions. Yeah, but what happened when they tried to go? We actually went in the sea and swam. What they did they do? They splashed two splashes and then ran back out again. And they were screaming. And they were babies. They were rubbish. We swam like proper, terrible, cold, broken, <laughs> hypothermic men. Yes. Did. Those boats are going to crash. They're going to crash. Oh, they're, they're, they've crashed. What, oh, we the needed a yacht the other day. Uh, yeah, but we didn't in the end. Uh, oh, oh, we, oh, I forgot to mention that since we last recorded, we also saw a million dolphins. Oh yes, million. We actually got to the point of going, oh, that's enough dolphins. <laughs> the, the dolphins. It, it's it, what we found out that dolphins love headbutting huge ships. They, were, they basically constantly swim to the side of the ship, headbutt it, and then go back again, then go back again. And these, like, we saw like probably 30, 40 Yes, evening. 30 or 40 dolphins and baby crazy. dolphins, and they were, they were in, in parallel leaping out the Literally water. Literally three or four leaping all at once. It was like a, just a show. Of the ocean. A, a sea, a and of course, park. just to make it worse, it was around sunset as well, and the sun was setting on the sea, on the, on the promenade deck, and you just watched these dolphins put on a show for you. Um, right, it's time to stop recording now, especially if I'm doing shorts, it's over, so we'll have to wait next time to about how you lie about your age okay shall we say goodbye bye bye how do I I can't see the nip 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 nip